What's up, family? I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. I'm having a little technical issues today, so if this audio is just horrible and you cannot bear to listen through it, please let me know and I will re-record it. I'm also going to try to fix some things on the back end, but with all that out of the way, let's power through. So today's episode is entitled Side Effects of the Soft Life. And the overall topic today is the unsung anxieties that come with inviting softness, a strong sense of self-worth, and the importance of developing a relaxation practice. We've all heard of the movement known as soft life or the soft life era on social media, and some have even critiqued it as yet another materialistic trend to promote beige Instagram feeds and luxurious spa days. But recently, I have been seeing more people talk about the anxiety and other adverse experiences that can and usually do form when you decide to invite softness into your life. I follow the founder of It's Grown magazine, Kaya Nova, and she created this um, video on TikTok that she later reposted about how um, there will be this transition phase when you choose softness. There's gonna be a moment where it's rough, and but like it's worth it because the end result is softness so today i want to talk about some of the side effects that she mentioned i want to also talk about how to address these side effects and ultimately some ways that you can develop a relaxation practice to invite softness into your life but before we get into all that let's get into this moment of gratitude Ooh, today, honestly, this is silly, but I'm grateful for the little potato chips that I made this morning. I like sliced a potato real thin, popped it in the air fryer. Of course, I seasoned it. And child, they were crunchy. They were good. They were flavorful. And that's what I'm grateful for. They were filling. Maybe not so nutritionist, but hey, they was good. <laughs> okay, so let's start off with the basic definition of the soft life and some other interpretations from lifestyle influencers that I found online. So the first definition comes from a landscape article and it says the term soft life originated in the Nigerian influencer community as slang for living a life of comfort and low stress. That is part of what makes soft life content so inspiring. The chance to imagine what life can feel like apart from the realities of black women's labor. Now, I will say, you know, you could critique the soft life era, the soft life movement and say, just because you personally are embracing softness does not just evaporate the issues concerning black women's labor. But I also think it's an interesting and helpful movement to at least question black women's relationship with labor and struggling and being the superwoman. The second quote is my favorite, and I think it kind of accurately describes the soft life. It's from Alexandra Carolyn. She's a neuroscientist and a TikTok influencer. She says, quote, the key to soft living is to acknowledge that you are already worthy. You have nothing to prove to anyone and you don't need to fill a void because you're already whole. You already are that girl. Your value is not caught up in how productive you are or how well you fit into a capitalist model. And I really loved this because it talked about inherent self-worth and inherent self-worth that is not attached to your level of productivity. This last part where she says your value is not caught up in how productive you are or how well you fit into a capitalist model. I love um, folks that are talking about the the soft life and are naming systems that 
make us hard, right? Capitalism creates a reality for us to have to be hard and other isms, but we'll get into that. So, so we got to talk about some of the side effects of embracing softness. Now, none of this soft life rhetoric is inherently controversial. It's not hard. It's not turbulent. But when you look below the surface of what it means for people, Black women especially, to slow down, invite ease, rest, and embrace softness, you might see how some are having adverse experiences when running towards the soft life. It's kind of a a situation where it's like, before you can enjoy the fruits of the soft life tree, there's this rough patch, there's this transitionary patch of internal conflict that comes up for a lot of us. Not all of us, but a lot of us. So... We got to talk about the anxiety of slowing down. One of my favorite online psychologists, Dr. Nicole LaPera, who's also known as a holistic psychologist online, often talks about the phenomenon where people who are used to being hypervigilant in order to survive various life situations can second guess safety, or in this case, softness, or can feel skeptical when things are easier, softer, tender. They could even try to recreate the former trauma or self-sabotage because healing or softness in this case feels like a trick, you know, it feels like the other shoe is going to drop. Now, naturally, when you invite softness in and, you know, other interpretations say like choosing the path of least resistance or slowing down, there is a level of introspection that comes with that which kind of hints at the anxiety of slowing down. No longer are you just working yourself to the bone, grinding, constantly busying yourself for a false sense of productivity or even like real life productivity. You're taking your time, you're daydreaming more, and you're thinking more deeply about your true desires versus a constant pursuit of one fixed goal. That introspection can sometimes lead to intrusive thoughts, maybe anxiety about the future, etc. But it won't always be that way. And, you know, it's not like that for everyone. So next we have to talk about tying your self-worth to productivity. We've got to stop and look at the propaganda and systems that made us arrive at the point where we needed a soft life, quote unquote capitalism which creates a condition and a culture that forces us to be hard and grind it out in order to make a profit to support ourselves we literally have a cost of living that requires us to work and make money in order for us to have food shelter and clean water right we live in a society that one places a high value on achievement and overachievement two praises a no pain no gain mentality and three is built on capitalism classism patriarchy and other isms that continually tell us that you are you are your work and your value is higher when you put work above anything else so there is this level where we tie ourselves to productivity because systems reiterate this message that if you're more productive you are more valuable as a person and it's and it's important to note here too that the essential feature of capitalism is the motive to make a profit by any means. That means extracting labor, exploiting labor, exploiting human beings, you know, in order to make them produce at a machine-like level. And that's just not natural, it's not normal, it's not right. Even if you don't fully subscribe to these notions, it's likely deeply ingrained in you by design. And these systems and beliefs don't have to be in your face to be ever present right or to put you in a position to uphold these things in your own life that being said when we challenge the belief that productivity equals inherent self-worth and or value 
it can feel like we're not doing enough with our lives and that we're not inherently valuable as human beings. It can be really hard to separate your worth as a human being and sometimes your identity as a whole from the feeling that comes from the message that you ain't worth shit if you ain't grinding. And therein lies another pain point when embracing softness. Next, we got to talk about quote unquote normal people, right? Like normal people, quote unquote, don't think they can participate in the soft life movement, which creates some sort of agitation inside. When it comes to the soft life, we're often shown one very materialistic version of how to be soft. And when these images and messages are repeated over and over and over again, we start to internalize that and we start to believe that there's only one way to be soft. We see the expensive dinners, the travels to Bali and beyond, clocking some PTO to sunbathe and steaming your thousand dollar silk sheets before your nightly routine. Now, none of these things are inherently bad, but when they are the face of a movement like having a soft life, the average person without the means to provide this for themselves may feel a bit discouraged and disconnected from softness altogether. And there are two systems that come to mind for me here that contribute to the materialistic aspect of a lot of these movements like the soft girl, the clean girl, luxurious girl, etc. First, we've got consumerism, which is the preoccupation of society with the acquisition of consumer goods. That's a basic uh, dictionary definition. Um, In other words, the sometimes compulsory need to buy things and to market things to be bought by people. There's also a level of manipulation here because the idea of consumerism is to make you think that um, you need this thing in order to be whole or happy or in this case soft. And then, of course, elitism, known as the advocacy or existence of an elite as a dominating element in a system or society. That creates a reality where people are more um, people who are more economically privileged get to be soft more. They get to avoid the more ugly elements of capitalism like manual labor five to six days a week. And they get to experience excess amounts of leisure, which is in fact luxury. Like a big part of leaning into soft life is, you know, daydreaming and doing nothing. And, you know, I promote these um, tactics as well, but it's a luxury to do nothing. It's a luxury to have leisure. And, And that's why it's so honestly comical when rich people, wealthy people, celebrities, you know, they say, well, we just don't want to work anymore. Or, you know, we need to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps when they have the money and the resources to outsource all of the work they need to sustain their wealth so that they can, you know, go on these trips and kick it at the house and take these selfies and, you know, make us wish we were there. There's a lot to say about this, and I might just do an episode on consumerism and wellness trends, but let's move on to some lighter notes here. So we've got to talk about relaxation practices and other ways that we can choose softness that aren't as popular or pretty right now that we've talked about some major ways that the soft life movement can cause friction in your personal journey let's talk about some ways that you can practically invite softness through a relaxation practice and spoiler alert you do not have to overhaul your entire life to invite softness in and i will say this i've seen posts that critique, you know, the soft life, soft girl era that say you can't be soft if you don't feel safe, which is 100% true. 
And if we're being honest, some parts of you might have to stay hard, quote unquote, as a survival tactic. Black women know this firsthand, especially depending on like the field that you're in, right? But there are some ways that you can invite softness into your life that doesn't equate you letting all your guards down all at once. Let's look at the material. If journaling doesn't relax you, don't do that. If sitting by the water gives you anxiety because you drowned or almost drowned when you were three, stick to somewhere dry, okay? <laughs> the point here is that only you know what it means to slow down. Only you know what it means to be soft or to be more gentle with yourself within your own life. Just remember that. So let's talk about actually stepping into softness. Um, but before I get into a list of things that can help you develop a relaxation practice as a way to participate in the soft girl movement, I want to point out something. In some ways, in my opinion, I really think that you could exchange the phrase soft life with the phrase a simple life, a life where you don't have massive goals to become a millionaire by 30 years old or have a penthouse in LA or chase a life that looks like Jackie Ina's. None of these lifestyle goals are inherently bad, but I think a part of people wanting to lean more into the soft life is the realization that the culture of capitalism makes it seem like you need these things to be happy or be soft or clean or live in luxury you know like the things that you see on your pinterest board um are kind of glamorized and i think people are feeling that pressure ejecting yourself from materialistic and capitalistic gain can also look like being a soft girl or just someone who is abundantly happy with a more simple life the one bedroom slightly messy house and thrifted sweaters in the fall type of life and again neither is better i just thought i would add that i think people also want to get rid of the pressure and excessive productivity that it takes to attain some of these glamorized lifestyles and kimberly foster at for harriet talked about this when she said that influencers work overtime to make it seem like their life is soft and easy and luxurious when really it's a it's a lot of freaking work like recording editing ideating um you gotta hire people i mean and you know luckily like some people have like teams that they can hire to edit their videos and things like that like the influencer life and content creator culture and things like that that we glamorize takes a lot of hard work even like jackie ina has said that before she's like we're reaping the benefits of like the youtube channel we started in 09 that's like over a decade of work of constantly um following trends and recording content and editing and stuff like that like it's glamorized but like it takes a lot of hard work to get that penthouse in la you know it it you have to really buy into to capitalism for a while and really burn yourself out and um I don't want to use the term sell your soul, but like basically value productivity and, and attaining your fixed goals over friendship and like emotional connection and like daydreaming and really basking in the present, you know? So like I did see something that was like self-ambition is, is kind of like the thief of joy as well. Like if you're constantly pursuing a goal, if you're constantly pursuing the bag or the check, you are not steeping. You can't possibly be steeping in gratitude. You can't possibly be present all the time if you're just chasing, chasing, chasing. Okay. So just a little aside, but just thought that was relevant to put here. So now let's get into some ways that you can rethink and invite softness and some things you can add to your relaxation practice if you have one or you're interested in building one. And this is in no particular order. Um, the first thing I want to mention, though, is um, 
consuming content that analyzes structures preventing us from being soft is something that I've done to invite softness in as ironic as that sounds because this helps you build a language around why you feel the way you feel especially surrounding work and it helps you spot the traps that try to rope you back into a work-centric life meaning like you just you put work over everything the grind quote unquote the hustle culture all that is taught and propagandized and glamorized and just literally drilled into us until we're like since has been drilled into us since we were little worker bees in the classroom, right? So you have to keep engaging with things that confront this ideology. And I think um, content creators like FD Signifier, Fab Socialism, even uh, King of Reads, like they all kind of circle back to, hey, capitalism is the reason why we're out here struggling and um, just trying to pick up multiple side hustles and jobs just to survive. Like this shit is not normal, okay? Um, so yeah, I would say that that's a really good way to start kind of confronting the systems that create a hard life and, you know, make the reality that we have to create a soft life movement. The next thing is creating paths of least resistance. This is something that a lot of lifestyle influencers who are engaging in the soft life movement talk about. Um, I don't know why it's so admirable to do hard things all the time. I'm not saying that you can't do hard things. Like life is about doing hard things, but all the time, motherfucker come on making things easier for yourself is self-care sometimes and not a cop-out you can ask for help you can put things off for when you have more energy you can honor your sluggish days automate what you can find ways where you're not the one holding it all get some damn boundaries you know because a lot of times like i'm reading um i think it's create boundaries find peace it's a boundaries book by nedra Tawab. And she's like, you are stressed and burnt out because you don't have proper boundaries surrounding work. You are you are working yourself to the bone because you won't close that laptop at 5 p.m. You you are resentful of your kids or your partner or whatever because you're not stating your needs. You're not saying like, hey, I need help. And especially for black women, it's so admirable to just push through and oh, I got it. Oh, I don't need help girl fuck that we do need help we're human beings all of us are humans and like the function of living under a capitalist society that like treats humans like machines we look at asking for help and having feelings and very human things as weaknesses needing to rely on your community as a weakness why and this hyper individualism is a fucking trap y'all you need community you, you need community my next thing is finding a non-electronic or manual hobby. Something you do that's not for monetary gains, something you do that takes your eyes off of your screen, something you do for pure joy, like reading fiction books, scrapbooking, photo albuming. I love photo albuming. Um, but yeah, just like some non-electronic things that you can do in the real world to give your eyes a break, to give your mind a break, to not stimulate yourself so much, like puzzles, things like that. Like, I would say, um, me picking up because I love a good like productivity book like a um, self-help book but lately I've been reading like erotica noir which is erotica and it's black erotica specifically and it feels good to just lose yourself in a world where you're not being asked to do like an exercise at the end to like draw boundaries around certain things you know what I mean like just to just engage with stuff for pure joy not for an exchange 
So the next thing, um, one of my favorites is inviting play into your life as a way to, this can work for soft life and for relaxation practice. These are kind of one and the same at this point. Um, this is my personal favorite because it does so much for the mind and soul to just play and like engage with your dopamine and with your inner child, possibly your inner teen. Um, I go to the playground sometimes. I love my Play-Doh, 54 cents at Walmart if you're a sensory girl. Um, hula hooping, hula hoop, uh, Dollar Tree has hula hoops for like a dollar. Uh, board games, card games, adult play is play too, whether we're playing like you know drink or dare or taboo or whatever like some sort of laughter and play and joy and brevity is great for inviting softness and relaxing completely of course you know i gotta mention adding body work into your life uh, massage because of the way that it interacts with your nervous system which interacts with your endocrine system it releases it helps to release healthy and happy hormones and decrease stress hormones like adrenaline and cortisol um this could be like self-massage this could be you know sitting in a massage chair at the mall this could be chair massage table massage chiropractic ac acupuncture um cryotherapy hydrotherapy like you know any type of like work to your body um that helps you relax and helps release these happy calming relaxing hormones is great for your overall well-being so another thing you could do is add soft movement i am not a drink a gym rat girly at all i don't step foot in the fucking gym but sometimes i take dance classes i give myself a slow stretch in the morning do some cupping on my back sometimes Again, just do what works for you when it comes to movement in your life. Movement is really important, but, you know, they the girls, they make it seem like you need to be up at 5 a.m. Hitting the deadlifts, bitch. String and, like, look, let me say something. Strength training, cardio, hit, Pilates, all that, it's great. There's, like, a great place for that. It, it really does have health benefits. But if you just are not a naturally, if you're not a person that's naturally inclined to be exercising, going for a walk around your neighborhood is perfectly fine. You get to breathe the fresh air of outside it's getting a little cooler here in texas i don't know about where y'all are at it's getting a little cooler here in texas so um you know walking outside is you know i'm really giving drew barrymore in the rain bitch um but just do what works for you walking is a really easy thing you can pick up uh, for soft movement but like dance class take a fun dance class like stretch yourself in the morning you know simple things simple things simple things so last two things Letting your room get a wee bit messy. Cleanliness can and does improve your mood, right? But if you have a life like mine, two pets, a partner, me, he's in school, I work, da da da, you know that keeping your space clean is hard as fuck. And it takes a lot of time and energy and it cannot be upheld 24 seven. I used to be absolutely stressed if I would have one piece of article on the, on the floor or one dish in the sink because I was internalizing the fact that all these images of the soft, clean, luxury girl aesthetic is just like sanitized everything and white and minimalist and clean and nothing's on the floor and everything always looks girl, leave the damn shirt on the floor sometimes. It's okay. Like, don't stress yourself out because you don't have this crisp, clean house. Girl, it's just not realistic 24-7. Bitches don't have maids. Okay. I mean, if you like to clean, girl, do that. Honestly, yeah. If cleaning relaxes you, do that. Like, it's 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 about personalizing your relaxation practice, like I said before. So the last thing, one of my favorites is romancing yourself and searching your soul. 
for so many years, I was the giver, the people pleaser. Um, I'm the oldest black daughter, so you know what that comes with already. Um, and I just wouldn't even know what made me happy. I didn't know what made me come. I didn't know what made me feel joy, feel love, anything. Um, and I associated clinginess and codependency with love and romance. And now that I'm digging within myself, like I remember telling Morgan one day, I said, I want to get to know the depths of you. And he said, first, you have to get to know the depths of yourself because getting to know the depths of yourself will open a window to the depths of me. And I was like, nigga bars first of all but like truly like taking myself on dates on walks buying myself flowers the flowers that I know that I like um painting my toenails listening to like my podcast taking my dog for a walk like just spending time with myself getting to know yourself is one of the best ways to find softness you get to bask in your tender moments in your sexy in your pretty in your cute whatever you get to find creative ways to love yourself you find your worth outside of what you do and you value yourself for who you are. And that's really the core tenet of the soft life is to find yourself valuable outside of the things you do for other fucking people or the things you do for money. That work shit being your identity is so played. And I pray that you find softness because you deserve it just by existing. Just know that there will be a non-linear kind of rocky journey to achieving a softer life, especially when you, like most of us, have had to become hard in order to navigate our realities. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I really enjoyed writing it and researching. Um, if you want to let me know your thoughts on this episode, you can DM me at LATM pod, or you can click the link that I'll put in the show notes to be added to our inner circle of siblings. It's an SMS list that allows you to chat about episodes with me. Um, it gets you early access to episodes and allows you to contribute to, you know, which topics that I feature here, which is awesome. Also, if you're a Dallas listener and you want to add massage into your life, you know where to find me at Kind Body Therapy. I will be leaving our booking info in the show notes as well. Or if you just want to head to our Insta, you can click the book now button. I am feeling so full after this um, episode. I really hope that you gained a lot of knowledge today and insight on what the soft life is and some side effects that can come with it. Um, again, if my audio was crappy, please let me know. I'm going to try to fix it on the back end, like I said. But if that's all, y'all, y'all have a great day. Talk to you soon. Bye.